Hey Brown Girls, welcome back. It's Ashanti, and this is the final episode of the season. Throughout this season, we have been asking all the guests to tell us about their plus one from the She the People 20 Women of Color to Watch in 2020 list. On today's episode, I get to interview my plus one from the list, Virginia Delegate Jennifer Carol Foy. When I was asked to name my plus one, I didn't even hesitate to name Jennifer. From her career at the Virginia Military Institute to getting the Equal Rights Amendment passed in Virginia to her historic campaign to be the first woman governor of Virginia and the first black woman governor in the country, Jennifer is truly a dynamic woman who I'm honored to call a friend. I hope you enjoy this interview. Jennifer, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hi, I am good. I'm good. Uh, Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course. I'm so excited for everyone to hear from my plus one from the She the People list and learn why I just had to choose you. First question is, when did your love of politics begin? I believe my love of politics began when I saw that being in a position of power is a way to make real change. And so I would just, you know, gripe all the time about being in traffic, traveling, you know, two hours to go 20 miles. And um, why are our schools so segregated and poorly funded and, you know, trying to help my foster children. And there's so many uh, deficits in the system. And why weren't anyone speaking about these issues? I just got so frustrated with those things that, I wanted to be a part of the solution um, to solve a lot of these problems. And I figured out really early that politics is the, is the way to do it. That's the way that you are invited to the table and um, you're where the decisions are being made. Well, we're definitely going to dive into all the amazing work that you have done. But you are a trailblazer in so many ways. You became one of the first Black women to graduate from the historically all-male Virginia Military Institute, which just kudos to you. I did Air Force Junior ROTC in high school. That was enough for me. But what made you apply? And what were you thinking when you got accepted? So I applied to Virginia Military Institute because I was watching the Virginia Military Institute Supreme Court decision on TV. VMI is one of the top military colleges in this country, and they spent millions of dollars to keep women out of its doors. Mm. And when I was in that high school, classroom, I remember hearing men in the class say things like, women don't belong, we're inferior, we can't run as fast, push as hard, and we're not as smart. And uh, I remember hearing Justice Ginsburg say, um, basically, that women can do all things if given the opportunity. And I agreed. And I told those men that I'm just as smart and just as capable and powerful as any man in that class. And I meant it. So it was at that time that my best friend, he was going to go to West Point, and he walked up to me and he said, I'm going to go with you when you go to VMI because I want to be there to watch you when you fail. Mm. Because even though, right, we were friends, don't forget I'm still female and therefore inferior. So I looked at him and said, challenge accepted. And so he went to VMI, so did I, and another male in our class. And when they got their head shaped bald, so did I. And they gave me a man's uniform because VMI didn't change any of its standards for women. And after years of marching, sweating, and bleeding beside over a thousand male cadets, out of the other two men who went with me to VMI, I'm the only one 
to, of us to walk across that Virginia Military Institute stage. And so that's what I went, why I went. And that's why I'm happy that I graduated and succeeded. Oh my goodness. So we know that was not the first time you had to deal with men telling you that you couldn't do something. It wasn't your turn. You also experienced this when you ran for office, when you ran for Virginia delegate, you were not the quote unquote preferred candidate, but you ran anyway. You did our Emerge boot camp. You are my Emerge sister. And you mm-hmm. also ran your campaign while pregnant with twins. So tell everyone just the whole story about what made you want to run, running for office while pregnant, and just the entire experience of knowing that you were the best candidate to represent your district. Yeah, absolutely. So I decided to run in 2017 because, you know, I was just tired of the partisan politics and the divisive rhetoric that was happening. And I always thought, how could we elect someone so bigoted and racist and xenophobic and homophobic to be the leader of the free world? And I knew then that we needed a response to Trump. We needed a response to divisive politics that were happening in Richmond where they were trying to pass a transvaginal ultrasound bill, and they put politically motivated and medically unnecessary restrictions on women's reproductive health care, where they weren't fully funding education in a way that made sense. And so I decided to do something about it. And being one of the first public defenders ever elected to the Virginia General Assembly, um, when I was practicing as a public defender, I just saw so many of the inequities in our system and how we have a two-tier criminal justice system here in Virginia one for the wealthy who can buy themselves out of prison and one for everyone else. And so I knew I could continue to be, you know, a community organizer and a foster mom and do all these things and help the community and fight against bad laws, or I could become a delegate and pass good ones. So those are the things that really put the fire underneath me in order to um, run for office while pregnant with not just one, but two babies. Um, (laughs) And, you know, run against what was pretty much thought of as the establishment. You know, the candidate who had all the endorsements, he outraised me four to one. And it didn't matter because I knew that I was the better candidate. And even though I could, I would be outraised, I knew that I would never be outworked. I just love it. I remember the first time that I met you, I was just totally in awe because I had heard so much about you and your race and what you did. And I love now that you serve in the Virginia House of Delegates with a number of other Emerge alums. And we do talk a lot about the power of the Emerge Network and how alums support one another. From family to friends, what does your support system look like to be able to accomplish all of this? And I asked you this question because I know so many women, when they run for office, they just always are asking, okay, what should I be asking people to help me with? How do I make sure I have good people around me? Who supports Jennifer while she's able to change the world? Oh, actually, it's a really good question. Thank you for that. Um, I couldn't do it without my husband, Jeff Foy. And so if Jeff wasn't um, all in, then I, I would not be able to do what I need to do in far, as far as campaigning and reaching out to constituents and balancing being a full-time criminal defense attorney and having two two-year-olds 
course, he used to be potty trained. Um, <laughs> so he balanced it all out and he makes this all possible. So I couldn't do it without him hands down. And even in my election in 2017, I was put on bed rest before my election. And that's when he picked up the baton and he, he ran us through the finish line. And he was up for almost three days straight and uh, leading this campaign and, and standing at the at the, at the polling locations and getting our organizers together. And um, it was just phenomenal. So I have him and then I have an amazing family who always steps up and, and kicks in whenever we need because it, it takes a village to do this. And it's already hard for us being working moms to try to have it all and balance it all, which is totally not true. It's really about balance and sacrifice. What can I sacrifice in this moment? Moment? Will it be my job? Will it be my kids? Will it be me? Will it be my my husband? So that's that's really the name of the game. But um, those are the people who played a big part, and especially my emerged sisters who help you know me when I need to bounce ideas off of, to help organize events to um, just even be that moral support when things get hard and to speak that those words of encouragement, um, it, it's uh, profoundly helpful. So I think with all of those people, that makes up my village to allow me to be able to do what we're trying to do. And you did have a lot of support in the Virginia House of Delegates when you spearheaded the effort to get the ERA, the Equal Rights Amendment, passed. And this has been traditionally considered a white woman's issue. And you really changed the face of advocating for the ERA and what it looks like. And listeners, you can just Google Jennifer Carafoy and ERA, and there are so many articles and videos that come up. And you can see the great work that she did around this. But what made you want to take up this mantle and truly make the ERA an intersectional issue? Absolutely. So I knew that the Equal Rights Amendment was the key to unlock a lot of doors that we've been trying to uh, knock open for a very long time. So, for example, um, equal pay for equal work, where women are paid 80 cents to a man's dollar, but African-American women are paid 60 cents to a white man's dollar. In order for us to really have pay equity, it's really about having a constitutional amendment that will give those statutes and laws peace. Um, And so I knew that the Equal Rights Amendment was the way to go. And teaming up with Eileen Davis, um, who's a phenomenal advocate in Richmond, um, and VA Ratified ERA, which housed all of these women orgs that have been working on this for, for decades, from League of Women Voters to ERA Coalition, ERA Now, and Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, um, we were able to galvanize so much support and energy excitement about it that it was actually became a part of the ballot um, in 2019, which is how we were able to get these majority to really make systemic changes here in Virginia. So I knew early on what sex discrimination felt like, what it looked like, and I wanted to ensure that I do my part to eradicate it out of the Commonwealth and out of this country. As many of you know, our sponsor for the Brown Girls Guide to Politics is the nonprofit small dollar fundraising platform at Blue. This week, AdBlue wanted to lift up one of the ways you can take action to support Black and Brown organizing work. We've been talking about how it's so important to give to campaigns and how $5 can make a difference in those races. But grassroots fundraising isn't just for candidates. Over the past few weeks, people across the world have given to Black-led organizations fighting for racial justice and against police brutality. The same principles apply to this organizing work. 
When more people contribute what they can, we build a movement that is powered by the people and can create lasting change. AtBlue put together a form where you can split one donation between all the groups we at the Brown Girls Guide to Politics have suggested you support. You can find the link at atblue.com slash donate slash BGG. Working from home? Are you remote learning? Stay healthy, focused, and energized with fresh, delicious meals delivered straight to your door from Saqqara. Grocery stores are crowded and picked over. You can stay home, stay healthy, and strengthen your immunity with fresh, delicious meals delivered straight to your door from Saqqara. Saqqara is a nutrition company that believes wellness begins with what you eat. Their signature nutrition program brings the transformational power of plant nutrition to your home in the form of fresh, plant-rich, ready-to-eat meals. Made with organic ingredients and powerful superfoods, each meal is expertly designed to boost immunity, improve energy, support gut health and digestion, and get skin glowing. In addition to their delicious meals, Saqqara also offers daily essentials like supplements and herbal teas to complete your wellness routine and support overall health and vitality. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their order when they go to sakara.com slash BGG or enter code BGG at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash BGG to get 20% off your order. Sakara.com slash BGG. And when it comes to discrimination, we know there is absolutely gender discrimination. And with the COVID pandemic, it is opening us up to what a lot of us have known around the racial disparities, the economic disparities that exist in our country. And when the pandemic hit, you were immediately out there advocating for resources, not only for the people in your district, but across Virginia. What is the disconnect with our policies that you're really seeing and how it's affecting people today with the pandemic and just with your work in the House of Delegates in general? Yeah, so I see that there's a disconnect and that people have to understand that that narrative that if you're for working families, that you're against the businesses is is false. And we have to do everything we can to help the most vulnerable Virginians. And these are majority people of color and women, because we're on the front lines when you're talking about service workers, when you're talking about um, home health care workers and grocery workers and bus drivers and, and all of these people. So um, I always put an emphasis on women and families and, and children, and that is what's really lacking. So that's why I took the charge on leading for vote by mail, ensuring um, our frontline workers who are jeopardizing their lives for our safety, that they are given masks and PPEs, and we have transparency regarding um, reporting for COVID-19 so we can make evidence-based decisions to protect the people who are hurting the most. So I think implementing paid sick days and paid family leave is the thing that we can be more bold about, and I wish we would lean in on more. So speaking of leaning in, you declared your race for governor of Virginia. You are the first Black woman to run for statewide office in Virginia, and if elected, you would be the first woman governor of Virginia and the first Black woman governor in the country. Why are you running, and what do you hope to achieve for the people of Virginia? 
So I never thought I would be announcing that I'm running for governor in the midst of a global pandemic. Um, but COVID-19 has really exposed what was already beneath the surface, that too many Virginians can't earn a decent paycheck, they can't afford their medical bills or get ahead. And so I'm running for office because I understand the challenges that Virginia families face because I live it. As a working mom with two two-year-olds and working two jobs, um, my husband and I pay a second mortgage every month called childcare while straddled with student loan debt. And so I understand what the solutions are and what needs to be done to ensure that all Virginians have an opportunity to thrive. And when I travel across the Commonwealth in communities like Petersburg and Portsmouth and Pulaski, I just see so many communities that's been ignored and neglected. It's time for them to finally have a voice in what's happening. And um, that's why I'm running, because we need a, a leader who's right for this moment. And I'm willing to step up to the charge. I've dedicated my entire life to public service and helping those when no one else will. And I look forward to ensuring that Virginia's future is better than its past. I love it so much. I can not wait to vote for you. I've already done my donation to the campaign. I want you to be my governor. Everyone knows I live in Virginia. I'm just so, so excited. So you talked so much about hope with what you just said, and we are living in very turbulent times. What would be your message to Americans today who might be feeling a little hopeless during this time? Yeah, I would say to them that uh, as, a, as a country, we've always managed to come out on the other side better than we were before. Mm-hmm. And so the thing that came out of the 1965, um, you know, that movement was the, the policies that were pushed forth, such as the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Act and all of these things to help move us forward. And I see that happening in this instance, too. And sometimes you just have to rip the Band-Aid off in order to expose what the real systemic inequities in our education system and in our healthcare and our economy are, because that's how you'll get the solutions in order to combat those things. So I think that it's good to have these uncomfortable conversations and it's good to protest peacefully with a purpose because that's how we're going to make real change. Those are the fundamental principles that our entire democracy was built on ever since the American Revolution. It's about standing fast and making claim for who you are and what you want. And that's what we're doing. Jennifer, you just inspire me so much. And I want to move us into our final question, our signature question that we ask of all the guests. What advice would you give to the Brown girls out there listening saying, I want to be just like her? Oh, that is so awesome. Um, I would say that everyone has the capacity to be an agent of change. And for some people, it's just about finding that one issue um, or that one thing that you want to you know, affect or you want to improve. Um, But I say that if you feel like you want to run for office, especially if you're a woman, um, especially if you're a millennial, especially if you're a person of color, you know, just do it, right? And just find what speaks to you and put your head down and run and run hard. Find mentorship, ensure that you have the support of your family and friends, but we all have capacity to make change in our communities. And that's what this is really about. I mean, there is, really, you know, no money in this um, to be had. It's, you know, you often get, you know, death threats more than you get thank yous. You, you're in it because you believe 
and the fundamental goodness of people and improving people's quality of life. And you feel as if you can be effective. And that's why I'm here. I'm here because, you know, one of the things VMI taught me was putting service above self. And when you see a lack of leadership, then you feel inclined to step in. When you see the direction shifting, you need to bring it back and redirect people's focus. And as, you know, my particular situation as governor, I'll be able to set the tone, tenor, and agenda of who we are as Virginians and what we stand for. But what I say is that anyone can be a change agent. Anyone can run for office and anyone can make things happen for the greater good in their community if they want to. Such an amazing way to end this final season. Jennifer, I love you. Thank you so much for being on today. And I can't wait to continue to follow the campaign and all the amazing things that you're going to do. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm a huge fan. I'm such a fangirl of you. And I appreciate all the wonderful work that you're doing. Um, And let's get out here and run and run and win. If you have a moment, please take the time to rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Stay up to date with us on the BGG website, www.thebgguide.com, and on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at The BG Guide. The BGG Podcast is produced by Wondermia Network. You can find them on Instagram at WMN.media and on Twitter at WMNmedia. We want to share information on a podcast we think you'd like called Journey to Launch. For too long, people of color were denied the resources and access to achieve wealth. But it's more important now than ever to make sure that we work to close the wealth gap for our communities. Want to learn how to pay off debt faster, save, invest, and build real wealth? Then you have to check out the Journey to Launch podcast with host Jamelia Safran, who guides you on the path to reach financial independence. Get the tools, information, and inspiration to achieve your money goals so that you can live a life with more options and freedom. Listen and subscribe to the Journey to Launch podcast wherever you listen to your pods. Hey everyone, before you go, I have a quick request. We're eager to know about our BGG audience, so we created a short listener survey to help us learn more about you. Visit wondermedianetwork.com slash survey to share your thoughts and be entered to win some Wonder Media Network swag. That's wondermedianetwork.com slash survey. You can also find the link in the episode notes.